Raider Nation, this is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Yeah, buddy, this is what we're doing right now. It's Radio Row Action Super Bowl 56. We are preparing for Super Bowl 56 on Sunday at SoFi Stadium. Radio Row media all around celebrities of all kinds walking around and i said on monday it was the calm before the storm i said tuesday it started to tick up a little bit more today we're starting to go full throttle and we've already had one hell of a day here on radio nation radio 920 uh if you've been listening throughout the course of the day i mean it started out with the morning tailgate clay baker had uh kyle turley on uh he had orlando skandrick on Trying to think who else he had on. Uh, Tory Smith uh, has been on. Or Tory Smith will be on later. I mean, the thing about it is, you just don't know exactly what's going to happen, who who you're going to run across, and and, and what's, what what the plan is. You know, you just kind of go into it, and and you just I don't want to say hope for the best, but it's literally just it's like a it's a zoo almost. It's a zoo. You just you keep your head on a swivel. You look around and you try to plan everything and keep it as organized as possible. But it just doesn't happen that way. It just never shakes out. So we've been here. I know the show didn't start till 2. And, and as you see, I jumped on a little bit later because when there's a Hall of Famer standing in front of you and he's scheduled to go on, you don't bump a Hall of Famer. You just keep it rolling. This is a celebration of what we're doing here all week long here on Radio Nation Radio 920. We're bringing you every behind the scene, all the, all the sights, all the sounds of what's going on here. We're painting the picture of the week before the Super Bowl. We're just doing that for you, and that's, that's what this is all about. So we've been here. I believe we arrived this morning about 7, 7.15, our first interview that we had to get recorded, and we're working multiple stations here, uh, our Radio Nation Radio 920 and also ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station. We're working multiple stations, and so we're going back and forth, running back and forth. We started taping interviews this morning about 7.30. <laughs> no joke. We have a guy, one guy in one studio, uh, actually, we've been working, Damon. Uh, we've been working, what, three different studios? We were using our Fox Sports studio. We were using ESPN studio. And we were also using Raider Nation Radio studio to record interviews all morning. So you have uh, some good stuff to hear. And myself and Damon, we just had an interview. What? How long ago was it, Damon? About 20 minutes ago with uh, AJ? Yeah, barely about 20 minutes ago. AJ yeah. McKee. Yeah, and and Bellator, that featherweight and, champion of the world. And how how you know like spur of the moment was that? That was we we've been texting back and forth all morning, and all of a sudden last second I call you and say, "Hey man, go to the other studio. We got to go record something real quick." Like that's how it happens. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, you put me on the spot, and, you, and it's just like it's a surprise. It's a surprise, and I'm like, please, t- I I don't like surprises. <laughs> In no walk of life do I like surprises. Well, sometimes you got you know you got to live on the edge a little bit, man. You got to live on the edge. You gotta you know you you, you got to just. Trust me sometimes. And so I, I had a good feeling about this one, especially since I knew that he had the belt. I knew he was a champion. I said, oh, DeMond's got to know who, who this guy is. And I, I didn't really even know who he was. Uh, I'm not big on the fight scene. But I'll tell you one thing. The, the fighters are always the most fun interviews. They really are. Regardless if you know who they are or not, they don't get offended when you say you don't, you don't know who they are or you don't know the fight scene. They don't care. They, they're just they're just having a good time. And so uh, you're going to hear that conversation coming up in just a few minutes. With AJ, Mercenary, McKee. And I like saying I like saying fighters' names, too. I, I really do. So that's that's uh, that's part of the action that's been going down today. But JT had a almost a Hall of Fame show. 
had uh, you know banger after banger after banger. We had Rich Gannon on the show was today. We had uh, who else? Uh, Warren Moon just wrapped up. Bill Romanowski was on the show. Uh, Lee Steinberg, the great agent Lee Steinberg, was on the show today. Um, man, there were so many people that just rolled through. And then on the phone lines as well, uh, just a lot of, of good action. But I'll tell you, right at the top of JT's show, I went and grabbed Rich Gannon to bring him on, and then Bill Romanowski was right in the same general vicinity. So so Rich was doing the interview, and they basically, at the end of it, just kind of tag-teamed the last, the last end of the interview, and then it went into a Bill Romanowski interview. But it was really cool. And to see these guys that were teammates and, you know, really have a lot of respect for each other, uh, seeing them interact act here in person was uh, was a lot of fun, and, and it was it was something pretty special. So hopefully you got a chance to hear both of those interviews, Rich Gannon and Bill Romanowski. And, of course, we had Romanowski on yesterday as well, but uh, you can never get, I guess, too much of uh, Romanowski. So lots of, lots of good stuff to, to uh, bring to the show today. I have Ryan Leaf is supposed to be calling in. No, Ryan Leaf is supposed to be here at the table at 3 o'clock. Uh, Rich Eisen is supposed to be calling in at 3.15. Uh, Akbar Baja Biamila, and I had to be very careful when I said his name. He's uh, he's cool. I actually had a chance to talk to him yesterday, so I got that interview coming up. And then myself and Damon have AJ Mercenary McKee coming up in a matter of minutes. So uh, anything any, anything stand out to you yet, Damon, from, uh, from what we, what's been going on so far? Is this is kind of your first experience, even though it's on the back end, but still it's your first experience with this Radio Row stuff. I do not like the chaos. I'm going to say uh-huh. I am one of those people okay. where when it comes to work, I like to be – I like a schedule. I like to be yep. precise. Yep. Like when you're just like, JT's going to be starting – like he's going to be on it too with Warren Moon. And in my head I'm like, well, why do we even have times to start the show? <laughs> right. I get, it's Warren Moon and obviously, yeah, right. I mean, you know, one of the greatest of all time. So it's like, okay, Warren Moon, but only for Warren Moon. It's not happening tomorrow if it's just somebody there with Old Spice. Uh, now, there's some good players that are coming through representing Old Spice. Let's not know, get that I twisted. That. <laughs> I think Justin Jefferson's there with Old Spice. Yeah, I've seen him yeah. the rounds yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he sure is. That's funny. I was just trying to think of him. But, yeah, uh, he's definitely here. Uh, so, yeah, I, I get it. Not everybody you, you know, so late for. But certain ones you do. And if they got a gold jacket, that, that's your pass. A gold jacket trumps everything. I just put it like that. Gold jackets are bangers. And we're going to have, like I mentioned, we're going to have as many bangers on this station as possible. I, I want at least 10. I really want like 25, but I'm, I don't want to be that greedy. Not the first time out. I'll tell you tomorrow. This is a couple. Okay. Bruce Buffer is going to be on the show tomorrow. Uh, Mike Haynes is going to be on the station tomorrow. Joe Theismann, Robert Gallery, Mike Golick, Ron Jaworski, Demario Davis. No, he was on the show today. Yeah, he was on today. Um, Eric Davis. Pac-Man Jones, uh, Diplo. How about that? Diplo is supposed to be on the show tomorrow. That Diplo? Yeah, the uh, the one who who's the the uh, the DJ at, at Allegiant Stadium. I'm surprised that you know who Diplo is. I know he's the DJ at Allegiant Stadium. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a fun one. Hey, man, look, uh, that's from one the thing DJ with, to another. Well, right, and that's the thing about it. That that you don't know what their their interviews are going to be like, and there's some that I look at and I've done before, and I'm like, oh, this interview is going to stink. You know, I I don't I don't look forward to this one at all. And then all of a sudden I come away from it, and I'm like, man, that was awesome. We got to do that again. You know, and uh, matter of fact, I have an interview that I'm excited about. Remember yesterday, I, I, me and Jared were trying to discover who this one young lady was. Remember that was like our big, who is this? And Jared's gonna go find out. And I was like, man, she's got to be somebody. Remember that conversation we were having on yesterday's show? I do remember. 
Okay. Well, we found out who that was. Did we ever reveal her name? I don't know if we did on air. I know. Okay. I remember we were talking about it on the break. Okay. Well, that was Chef KK. Oh, yeah, we did because I was saying her name and I was saying it cool. I was like, oh, no, you got to say Chef KK. <laughs> anyway, I got a chance to talk to her earlier today, and that was such a fun conversation. I'm going to have that. Matter of fact, that's going to be on the show today. We're going to put that. Let's pencil that in about 245. Is that good? I want, I want, to, I want you to hear Chef KK. She's awesome. She even did a drop for us. She did a, she did a drop for us for the radio station. So uh, you're going to hear from Chef KK. We'll do that at 245. But let's, let's how about we just start jumping into it. Oh, and I have, um, I have um, a conclusion to Q's uh, stolen bag. So that's coming up on the show as well. I'll tell you what happened with my stolen bag. But coming up next, AJ, Mercenary, McKee. He joins myself and Damon, Unnecessary Roughness, live from Radio Row in L.A. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We are here in L.A. at the Convention Center. It's Radio Row, and I'm very excited about our next guest that we have, and I'm going to admit it off top. I'm not huge in the fight scene. I'm not that guy. But my guy, Damon Cotton, in the home studio is in the fight scene. And right now we have A.J. Mercenary McKee at the table. A.J., how you doing? <laughs> man, another day in paradise. I'm hanging in there. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Did I do that? Did I do that announcement at least good enough? It sounded proper to me, man. <laughs> I, I had, I Merc- had no I, problems with it. <laughs> I love fighters and their, their nicknames. Because if you're going to be a bad, bad dude, you've got to have a bad, bad nickname, right? Yeah, you got to have something to go with it. Hey, well, I, I see something that you got with it. You got the belt here. <laughs> You got the belt here. It's a Bellator MMA, and you've got the you've got the belt. Tell tell me tell me the tell me about the belt. Well, I didn't. I got two actually. Nice. Other hey, ones, that's a humble brag. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Other ones in the bag. So <laughs> this is the this is the uh, 145 pound championship belt, and then the back the belt that's in my bag is actually like my baby. That's uh, the tournament belt. So it was 16 men uh, included in the tournament, and wow. it was for a million dollars when it takes off. So, uh, what? yeah, that, that was my first. Is that like, I mean, is that like some backyard type, just get down and, hey, there's 16 of us and here we go? What's, what's that like? Uh, it's kind of wild. Cause it back sounds in the wild. Day, back in the day, you know, they used to do tournaments in one night, yeah. pride, pride rules back in the day. So okay. it would be like six, 16 men, and they would do the whole tournament in one night. Wow. Versus, like, now the sport's evolving a little bit more. They're starting to kind of – take uh take note to the damage and trauma that actually can and happens to fighters so uh doing an entire tournament in one night like that yeah. isn't really too healthy right right I got so you. um they're starting to kind of dissect the tournaments okay. lay them out over a time and uh put together tournaments for fighters and yeah it was four fights and i came home with a million dollars in a world wow, championship that's awesome i love it i love it again uh, we got the mercenary, AJ Mercenary McKee with us here on Radio Row. My man, Damon Cotton, back in the home studio. And I told you, I told you that I was going to bring bring a special guest for you. How you feeling? How you feeling, Damon? Oh, no, this is a pretty big get. This is probably the best featherweight outside of the UFC right now. And it is exciting to talk to you, AJ, because, I mean, Q, you're next to him. Does he look like he's fighting at 145? That's what always surprises me <laughs> about fighters, where it's just like cutting that weight to get to 145. How much of a challenge is, he, is that for you, or is that? just your natural fighting weight um for me i've always kind of fought at 145 pounds i wrestled in college at 140 pounds um but i am getting older um i am getting i wouldn't say lazier i just i don't want to cut weight for me uh 
I, I feel me being the size that I am, I can go up to 155 pounds and put on a little bit more strength, a little bit more speed, and I'll have no problem, you know. So uh, I think eventually moving up to 155 pounds is definitely within the makes. Um, but at the moment, um, I, I would say my past three fights, doing things properly dialed in, kind of taking a boxer regiment and running a lot, um, it, it helps. It, it's helped a lot. And, uh, yeah, fighting, it's its a little different. For me, I, once I make weight, I already know the fight's over. I don't really care it's who's standing. Yeah, <laughs> at 145 pounds, I don't care. If, if I make weight, fight's over. Like, I don't care who's in front of me. So that, that's a big key for me. Um, about 10, 15 pounds is the most I want to cut. You know, that's, that's, that's a lot of weight. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because at fighting at 145, you said all you got to do is make the weight, and you don't even care. That almost reminds me of Conor McGregor almost because, you know, his story starting at 145 and then continuously moving up. Do you think you could be on the same trajectory like that hey, after you get, like you said, you're getting older. You're only 26, but okay, you're getting older. So do you think that maybe in like a few years you'll just continuously keep moving up in weight? Definitely. Um, he, that's, so like, the, the goals and the things that I've kind of set in my life, being a champ champ and so forth, um, there's there's a mindset to that, uh, a self-belief within oneself that, you know, you can carry yourself up up to that pedestal and just keep going from there. Um, I like it, but I just feel my mindset's a little different, you know. Um, me growing up in the sport, um, nothing taking nothing from Connor. Great athlete, right, right, entertainer, right. Yeah. like he's phenomenal. But when it comes to the mindset, if I'm going to choke, I'm going to sleep. That's just kind of how I was raised, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little different of a mindset. So I think the trajectory of my career is going to be a bit different. And, you know, I'm like I've said, I'm the Floyd MMA. So I'm, I'm excited to see where these paths, these next few paths uh, lie for myself. Talking right now with A.J. McKee. It's mercenary. I like that. I'm just going to keep saying it. I think I'm going to talk the rest <laughs> of the day on Radio Row like that. Everyone's got a name, and I'm going to say mercenary, you know. But uh, we're here on Radio Row. Uh, how are you enjoying this? Just kind of walking around, talking to different tables, going to different stations, and showing off the belt. I mean, how much fun are you having? Honestly, this is awesome. Uh, it's a little different because I didn't really know what I was walking into here. Right, right. Um, so I didn't know what to expect. None um, of us do. Honestly, none <laughs> of us do. We just show up, and, and here we go. Yeah, so I, I think it was pretty cool. Uh, I brought the belts, you know. Why not? You know, yeah. usually I don't like to carry them, but hey, thought it'd be uh, cool to bring out and uh, just meet some familiar faces, right. new faces, and uh, you know. You know, it's funny because this is about my fifth or sixth radio row, and honestly, I mean, you'll get football players, you'll get basketball players, but it's always the fighters that seem to have the most fun. I don't know if it's the personalities. I don't know what it is about you guys because that's not my world, but. The fighters always are the most fun. You gotta find fun in it, man. If you're not having fun doing what you do, then why are you doing it? Right, right. Um, so that that's a big key. That's definitely a big key. And as far as media, I've I've never seen a media day this big. This is like the biggest media day I've ever seen in my life. And people are like, "Oh, this isn't even a quarter of right. it." Right? No, it's not. So I'm about to say, are you coming for, back tomorrow? No, probably oh, good. not. <laughs> good. <laughs> like, you're, no. Yeah, you don't want to, yeah, man. Look, I'm telling you, once Friday hits, everyone's like, "Hey, where are you, are you going out Friday night?" It's like, no, no, I'm I got work. Sleep. I got to yeah, relax. Priorities. Man. This week is, is crazy. It's nuts. But, uh, man, this is fun. This is exciting. And I'm, I'm just getting to, to know you now, man. And this is, this is a lot of uh, fun. And I saw on this, these notes that you started wrestling at four years old. Yeah, I started wrestling at four. Started doing jiu-jitsu at probably about eight or nine. Um, my father being a first-generation fighter, you know, yeah. I just I followed along the lines of his footstep. He was a, he was a fighter that was fighting in wrestling shoes. Wow. While jiu-jitsu artists yeah. were fighting in, in geese, you mm -hmm. know. So um, 
just seeing the the growth that the the sport has evolved from in the past 15 to 20 years is just phenomenal and you know to be part of that second generation that second wave um i'm ex- I'm, I'm excited to see what my generation's going to do for the sport right. what i'm going to do what yeah. i'm going to help other people do and just you know just helping people evolve and grow man that right. that's that's the key to people that's the key to sports you know it's yeah. always about evolving even football like Michael Vick was the OG of running outside the pocket and right. making that finesse game on right. point. Now every quarterback's doing it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's, it's 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 not it's bad if you're not that guy. Exactly. Right. So things are just slowly evolving, and uh, I'm excited to see what the sport holds yeah. in the next ten years from now. I'm excited too. I mean, now it is funny because anytime I get to meet a fighter and I start to get to know him, like we're talking right now, next time I see you, I'll be like, man, that was my guy, man. <laughs> we were on Radio Row. We were doing that, like, man, you ain't never talked that dude. You know, everyone always thinks that dude ain't never talked. You don't know him. Like, no, like, that's my guy. I promise you I got a picture with him. So that's that's uh, that's awesome, man. So what's next? Um, well, I was looking forward to fighting Patricio Pitbull for the 55-pound title, but he released it for his brother to fight for. So he's going to get a rematch at 145 pounds. And then I'm thinking after that we'll make it a family affair. And uh, I go smack on the brother. There the you go. Brother. Hey, lay yeah. it lay it down. Lay it down yeah. on him. I I like that. Damon, I know you're in the home studio. I don't want to I don't want to hog too much time, man. I know you got you got anything else for uh, AJ? Yeah, AJ, I've got to ask, you know, because I can't let you get out of here without asking you this. How how real is that beef between you and Nate Diaz? I don't know. It ain't really a beef, but bruh's like a bully. I don't like bullies, bruh. Like I really he is don't. He's from Stockton, California. Man, <laughs> <laughs> I know about the 209, uh, man. I know about Stockton. I look. I'm from the beach. I, I don't get bullied. That. Yeah, I don't yeah. get bullied. Yeah, like, I'm with you. You know, and it's not even a beef. I told him my boy should not be touched in my presence, regardless. And right. that's out of respect for me, my father, and his big brother, his coach. Right. Like my dad's known them since they were kids. Okay. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So it's they know who I am. They know who my dad is. I know who they are, yeah. you know. Nate Nick was one of my favorite fighters, still is since nice. I was a kid. Nate yeah. kind of lost that privilege, acting outrageous like right. a little brother. But you know, you know, how, it you know right. how that goes. Little brothers will be little brothers. Right. Well, that's what I say about Demond in the home studio. He, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, he's, I like he's my little brother, but I, you know, sometimes you gotta smack him around to get him yeah, in the place. You know. So <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a beef, but if it's a beef, meet me on Showtime. You know where I'm at. Boom. Yeah, he knows. It is what it is. That's all right. That's the mic drop right there. <laughs> I was, hey, I didn't know if you had it. I was pausing, no, man. That's I didn't the know mic if you had anything else. Drop. Appreciate you. AJ, thank you so much. <laughs> Anytime. Thanks for having me. There he goes right there. That was fun, man. AJ Mercenary McKee. Bellator MMA. He's got not one belt, but he's got two belts. One he carries in his bag. I got one belt that I wear on my waist because I got to keep my pants up. I only have one belt. My man's got two, and they are fancy. And, and I took a picture with them, too. I don't take a lot of pictures here. Uh, Damon, as you know, I take pictures when there's interviews going on. I put them up on Twitter so people can see them. But I told – it's so funny, too, because that interview, uh, that took place in front of – at our uh, other station's table, uh, ESPN Las Vegas. So it's, it's so funny. We're doing the interview for Radio Nation Radio 920. I'm wearing my Radio Nation Radio 920 jacket, and we're standing in front of the ESPN banner. But it's cool. You know, it's the best of both worlds. So we got that picture that uh, I'm going to have Jared make sure he sends on over to you. But No, Jared uh, that, already sent it to me. And I oh, see, he did? And I see something, and it's going to segue perfect into the next story. You were in a red polo. It's yes. a red polo day. So yes. how, how mad oh. are you about this backpack? Oh, dog, I woke up hot. See, I woke up hot. I found out last night. I don't know if I said anything on the air, but I found out that uh, that they had a, a video of the guy taking my backpack, stealing my backpack. They said he made a beeline from – one side of the convention center to the other, uh, went under our table, 
grabbed my backpack, and then left. And so he's, the, the officer said, I'd like to show you a picture and see if you can identify the guy uh, around 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. So I said, yeah, okay. So anyway, he, he, doesn't call, he doesn't call me until about 11-something. It was, actually, it was right before I interviewed Chef KK, matter of fact. That's funny. You know, so anyway, I woke up this morning hot, right? And I said, man, today is going to be one of those days. Because I thought in my heart, and, and this is not good, there was actually people that I work with, not in, in our building, but that I know that are here on Radio Row. And I was like, man, that dude does is a little shady. You know what I mean? Like I was thinking that, okay, it could be that guy. It could be this guy. Everybody's and, a suspect. No, but it wasn't. That's the thing. There's only a couple people that I said they are shady enough to I could see them doing that. You know what I mean? And that I hate that I feel that way about certain people, but that's just the reality of it. You know, there's people that you're friends with, but you know that they're not really the best of persons, you know, in general. So I actually felt that way about a couple people. But the good news is it wasn't any of them. It was no media member. The bad news is it wasn't any of them. It wasn't a media member, meaning the guy who stole my backpack, had no business being in this heavily secured building that we need credentials, that we have to go and flash, that we have to actually electronically get approved to walk in each and every time we walk in, that there's nothing but police swarming this area, and then there's security swarming this area. This guy walked through here and had no business being in here and stole my backpack, went and sold everything in it for some rocks, and got arrested last night. They have him arrested. He's in jail. And the officers ask him if he'd like to, you know, talk to him, cooperate or anything. He's, no. I'll just get out in a couple of days. I'll be I'm good. So it's nothing. So the whole story with my backpack, I lose everything that I had in it. This guy spends a couple of days in a warm jail and gets a couple of meals. He'll get back out, he'll do something stupid and go back to jail. This dude had a warrant. They said he he already had a warrant out. I mean, but this dude looked like, you know when you see people and they look sketchy and, I, and you know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but you know there's certain covers that tell the story? This cover told the story. When I saw it, the picture, I thought, I don't know the dude, but I know that he didn't belong in here. He didn't even work for the convention center. He didn't have any ties to this building. He was just a guy hovering around and just thought, well, I'm just going to walk in here. And the thing is, with us being Raider Nation Radio 920, as one of the officers of the law is walking by right now, um, we have our backdrop behind us. So I'm assuming, and this has nothing to do with me, it just is, you know, I'm, th- I'm trying to think like a criminal. I'm assuming he saw me go to this booth. I have, you know, our shirts and our logo on, so it, it looks like it says just Raiders. A lot, most people don't even notice that it's a radio station logo. They just see the Raiders symbol, which... It's a gift and a curse. I can tell you that story later. And I'm assuming he thought that I was probably a guy that was going to be interviewed a lot on Radio Row and that I'm one of the guys, like AJ said, he has his belt in his backpack. He probably thought I had something worth something in my backpack, something super expensive. You know, that's all I could think of. Because even the officers kept asking me, they're like, well, what was in it that was so valuable? And I was like, my laptop, my headphones. And they're like, yeah, but it's not that valuable. I said, yeah, to you, but to me it is. And it's costing me money right now because I can't do my other job, which is podcasting. I can't do it. I haven't done a podcast in like two days. There's a certain minimum of podcasts I'm supposed to do a month to receive a certain amount of of money. Now I'm going to get penalized and not make money because I can't do my show. Because some crackhead was walking around this building and just took my bag and bounced and nobody stopped him. Like, the, the bigger problem here is not the fact that I got my 
backpack stolen. The bigger problem is the dude had no business being in here, and he walked in here like there was nothing. That's the bigger issue. So I don't know who to – I mean, I'm, like, asking, like, how in the hell did he get in here? Why did he get in here? Why was it allowed? And I promise you, I could walk around this building and show you pictures of how many police, like legit police are, like LAPD police. And then on top of that, there's double security. And then on top of that, there's, you know, it's just, how in the world did that just happen where nobody, nobody questioned him or anything, just kept it moving. And was hovering around outside when the police arrested him, so he was probably going to come back and do it again to someone else. So that's my rant. I'll get over it. Things could be replaced. My mom tells me all the time. Items could be replaced. But it just it just makes me angry. So with that being said, after I met with the officers this morning, closed the case. I did press charges on them just because. Why not? I mean, it's not going to do anything for me, but they were like, well, it'd really help if you press charges. I was like, well, hell, charge them. Charges of this. Charge them with whatever you want. I don't care. I'm out of town on Friday. Gone. But after I met with the officers, I came back to the table with a smile on my face, and I talked to Chef KK. She was the, the young lady that we were trying to identify yesterday. We didn't know who it was, but I knew she was somebody, and I had to, I had to get to the bottom of it. Chef KK is coming up next on Radio Nation Radio 920. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Here's your boy Q. And we are back here on Radio Row, Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Yesterday there was a big mystery going on who is this young lady who is this no it wasn't yesterday it was monday there was a big mystery of who this young lady was well i found out it was chef kk had an opportunity to talk to her a little earlier this morning uh and here's that conversation and here we are back on raider nation radio 920 unnecessary roughness your boy q and right now at the table chef kk how you doing i'm good how are you i'm good i got to tell the story you were here walking around i believe on monday Uh and i kept saying i was like man who is that? And so I had three or four different people trying to figure out who you were because I was like, man, she looks like someone I know. You know, you, you feel like you know somebody, mm-hmm. but you don't know someone. I was like, who is that? And so anyway, my guy, he, he did some investigative work and found out, you're Chef KK. And I was like, oh, I got to have her on. <laughs> got to have her on. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, I love the Raiders. I'll, well, I'll tell you, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Matter of fact, Eddie. Hey, Eddie, come here, man. Of my guy Eddie, who who actually works for the Raiders, uh-huh. I was telling this story on Monday, and he was driving. He was still in Las Vegas at the time. He was driving around. This is who we were trying to figure out. It's Chef oh. KK. Oh, Chef KK. I was telling hey. the story, and I was just telling her that I was like, we have to figure out who this is. I know. So I, I came back, or I was in the car. I told Q when I got here on Monday or on Tuesday, I was listening on the radio, and he was trying to identify you. But I got out of the car, and I was like, Q, who was it? I never, you know, I didn't get to hear the end of the story. So oh. now he told me the end of the story, and it's great to see you. For having me, you guys. See, oh and she just said she loves the Raiders. I love the Raiders. <laughs> Honestly, the Raiders was the Raiders was one of the most lit games I've ever been to in my whole life. Right. Which one like, was it? The last one of the season? No, this was a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, um, I used to work for Michael Crabtree. Yeah, I remember. And um, it was the San Diego game. Okay. This oh, was some years ago. Okay. Okay. That was the one where they they uh, made it to the playoffs. Yes. And he caught that touchdown pass. Yes. 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 That's awesome. See, there you go. Yep. See, we have so many ties. But I yeah, know. it's. I mean, we put it all together because mm-hmm. we had the story going on the radio, and I was, I, I was, man, I'm gonna get her on, uh-huh. and I didn't know, and it was, it was just like, I, because the way you were doing the interviews and. 
I don't know. I was just like, man, she, she's got a story to tell. I got to get her on. Oh, that is so amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yeah, so here we are. Chef KK is with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So you mentioned being the chef for private chef for Michael Crabtree and many others. Yes. How is that? How, does, how do you come about doing that? You know what? For me, it's just been a, a real blessing. Yeah. Um, and it's just all been word of mouth. Just really um, just getting in a room with these people, maybe them trying my food and yeah. just really like taking a liking and try me out and just building a relationship and a rapport and just having years under our, our belts under that. What is what is a specialty of yours? What is the uh, go-to? Is there a go-to? There is no go-to. Okay. Everything of mine is good. <laughs> Everything of mine is actually a little bit beyond good. It's like, it's right. great. Right. Um, that is pretty much like my secret. That is what I'm known for. That's my go-to. I've never had a client say, you know what, I don't really like this. Right, right. Ever. Well, okay, so how do you get into this? How, 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 what, what was the passion? What was the desire? What, what made you do what you do? Um, for me, it was just taking that time as a younger adult, well, in high school, um, just trying to figure out, like, what exactly I wanted to do. Just, you know, with anything, you have to find what you really love doing because right. you have to work hard regardless. Like, nothing comes easy. So it was like, what am I passionate about? What do I really like? I had a, a few different jobs, and one of the jobs I had was at Jamba Juice. Okay. And I was like, oh, I like this, you know? And I, I was naturally <laughs> able to, you know, good at cooking. Right. I loved food. I loved eating out. I'm super tall, so I was in the kitchen, right. like, early at a young age. You know, mom at work. I right, have right. siblings. So... It was just something that was, I, I just thought of it in my head. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go to culinary school. Nice. I want to work for celebrities. Yeah. I'm going to travel. And lo and behold, it all happened. That's awesome. I love it. I love the story. I always like to ask people their story yeah. because you never know how you end up doing what you do, mm -hmm. right? Just it's it's. Everyone has different paths. Exactly. It's, it's awesome. Again, we're talking with Chef KK here. We're on uh, Radio Row right here. How, how much fun have you been having on Radio Row? I've been having a lot of fun. I don't think I've ever talked this much about myself <laughs> in my life. Get used <laughs> this to is it. Like day Get used two. to it. Um, but it's 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 really dope. I mean, just being able to meet so many people and just yeah. see that everybody is so happy and, and you know excited about the Super Bowl right. and just see how this all comes about is like incredible to me. I've, I've Never would have known. We're just happy to be here. Yeah. Last year, Radio Row was basically non-existent. Oh. So we're so happy to be here and actually being able to interact in person yeah. and sit down and, you know, get to know people. Yes. And this is this is a lot of fun. So what, what's your do you have a gut feeling on the Super Bowl yet? Or are you leaning in a certain way? I mean, I'm a L.A. native, born okay. and raised. Okay. You know, my woo, boy, woo. my boys is on the on the Rams. Like, okay. I got to go for the Rams. Okay. I don't, I don't know anything about Cincinnati. Well, that's all right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You <laughs> they know? have chili, don't they? I, I heard. I've heard <laughs> okay. that. I was actually supposed to go to Cincinnati for the Raiders Cincinnati game, but uh -huh. I didn't make it. So I don't, oh. I've never been there, so mm -hmm. I don't know. But, okay, you said you're an uh, L.A. girl, right? Yes. Born and raised. Born and raised. What do you think about the halftime show that they're going to have? It's lit. Kendrick Lamar, Dre, Snoop, Mary J. Blige, M. I mean. Everything. That is everything to me. I mean, I grew up. That's what I grew up on. Right. You know, yeah, like yeah. that's my generation. That's my era. Yeah. All of those. And then to have Kendrick nestled in with all those legends, I think right. that was just like such a power play and just such an amazing move. Like, I know Kendrick's manager and like, I'm just so happy to see like them, you know, flourishing and having this opportunity to really like show out because it's gonna be crazy it is it really is and you said that you grew up on dre and snoop that's your era yeah that's not that 
that means that you're like almost as old as me, and there ain't no way you're almost as old you as me. You know how old I am? I, I'm, I'm, hey, man, I never asked a lady how old she is, but I'll tell you right I'm now. Grown. I didn't say you weren't grown. I'm, I'm just grown. saying, you know, I know that's I look my like a era. Baby. I have a baby face. Nothing wrong with that. Black don't I know. crack. You know what I mean? Black don't crack. But <laughs> I tell them all the time. I know. I look exactly like my baby pictures, but I'm, I'm in the 30 Club. Okay, so let me ask you this. So what was Dre, Snoop, what? What's what's your go-to? What's the one that you hear that's like, okay, that's it? Anything Snoop. Okay. Okay. Like, I love Snoop. Okay. So are you are you a fan of the music that's hip hop now? Because my no. man in the studio always oh calls God. me an old head. He's like, oh, you're an old head. You don't want to listen to. That. I was like, man, y'all ain't talking about nothing. No, nothing at all. I was driving in traffic yesterday, going to dinner in Hermosa yeah. Beach. I live. It took almost 45 minutes. So I'm in. It was so much traffic. Right. I'm like, oh my God. Like the traffic is already starting. Yeah. And so I'm like trying to listen to like you know just. Okay, what new music is out? I almost pulled my hair out. I was like, I can't do this. I have a whole playlist. Like, I have a playlist that I just listen to, yeah. and it's chill vibes, yeah. and, like, that's what can get me through. But, like, these, this new music nowadays is just too much for me. How about, how about Hurt Mary? Everyone loves Hurt Mary. I love Hurt Mary. Uh, I don't uh, want to hurt, but I love, I love Hurt, hurt Mar Mary music. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, tell a story. We'll, right. we'll appreciate a story. It doesn't have to be present, but I mean, Mary is just a legend. I mean, I love Monet. You oh, know? Yeah. oh yeah. Anything Mary, sign yeah. me up. Yeah. I, I love my, I love Mary. I'm with you. I'm with you. Again, we're talking with Chef KK here. We're on a radio row in LA. This is a lot of fun that we're having. So you got to tell me some more about yourself. Like you said, mm -hmm. you never talk so much about yourself. You're going to have to get used to that. <laughs> you got to tell your story. How is it when you are interacting with all these celebrities? Do you ever feel like pressure or anything or just do your thing? Um, I just do my thing. You know, we're all human. Right. You know, they they are amazing at what they do, and that's what makes them stand out and make them celebrities. Right. You know, they've mastered their craft, and they're the best at that. But, you know, when I go in, I just, I'm there to nourish them and to make them happy and to feed them good food, and I'm confident in what I do. So once I know what they like, what they don't like, and what they're looking for, I just try to do my best and give them my very best every time. So, you know, it's no pressure. You can't be scared. No, no, of course not. Of course, <laughs> scared money don't make no Money, at right all. <laughs> at all so you can't do that so was there it was ever an experience that you had that was just like man that guy or that person that young lady whatever was just awesome um, all the time all the time all the time yeah I, sometimes I'm like wow like I'm really in the rooms with these people you yeah, know yeah. I'm, even though I'm just the chef right. I'm not involved in anything yeah. other than cooking your food which is a huge responsibility absolutely um but no, I mean, I'm, I'm always so grateful and always just like, wow, you know, even to just overhear things and mm -hmm. the motivation and the energy that comes with these like legends that I've just been so blessed to be, you know, in the presence of. It's like I take everything with a grain of salt, you know, right. like here today, gone tomorrow is so easy. So I just go in. I'm humble. I do my job, head down, keep it professional and just. You know, go for what I know. Right, no doubt. Well, we're in L.A., but mm -hmm. we're in Las Vegas. So mm -hmm. how, how often do you get out to uh, the 702? How often do you get out to Las Vegas? I've been going to Vegas since I was 18 years old. <laughs> Woo, there you go. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the L.A. thing, though. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I, I love to drive to Vegas. Okay. Like, I'm not a flight to Vegas type. Gotcha. I will, yeah. you know, under the under circumstances right. but if i'm just like leisure i wouldn't mind driving so i, I frequent vegas like a lot i nice. think i was i went a couple times over the summer okay i probably went like five or six times last year okay all so. right i'll tell you this don't drive out of vegas on a sunday afternoon headed to la to go to the radio row that was the worst drive i've ever had ever <laughs> it was supposed to be four hours it turned into six. Oh, i hate that yeah so I I, that. lesson learned my bad you know yeah. my bad so there's certain yeah. times to drive where Absolutely. it works out and in my time you was not the right yeah, you time. Did the wrong, you were supposed to hit the road at like 6 in the morning or something. Bingo. 5 in the morning. Exactly. I hit it coming out in the afternoon on a Sunday no. after NHL All-Star and the Pro Bowl. 
What, what were you thinking? Uh, clearly, I wasn't. That's that's when clearly I'm, I wasn't. That's when I'm either gonna have to catch a flight or right. leave later. Right. Exactly. And then sometimes, if you just really did it up in Vegas, you don't even care. You just are gonna. Le- sometimes you just have to leave Vegas. Yes. Get like, on out. Right. It gets like that sometimes where you're like, I don't care what's going on. I gotta get out of this town. Right. Because it'd be too lit. Sometimes, it, sometimes <laughs> it'd be like that. Sometimes it'd be it's like, so but we fun. always welcome you back when you come back. Okay. So is anyone okay? If anyone's listening, they want to get a hold of you. They want to, you know, they they want to try out Chef KK. Yeah. What do, what do they need to do? They need to go to Instagram first. Okay. Um, Chef KK, Chef K-A-Y-K-A-Y. Um, press that follow button. Boom. Then click that link. Yep. And go to my website where you can purchase my seasoning, which is my um, signature flavor profile that okay. is all-purpose seasoning and is great on any types of food. Nice. Um, so if you, you know, are having trouble with cooking or just need a new seasoning in your cabinet to spice everything up, I mean, it's a perfect addition to, you know, anybody who loves to cook or who don't like to cook. And it's really pretty and super Uh-oh. beautiful. So There you go. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's always a great thing. And then also you can um, follow me on you know, TikTok and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. TikTok. But. Okay, you're on Twitter. Because I told you I was the old head. My man in the studio calls me the old head. So I don't have the Instagram and I don't have TikTok. You don't have Instagram? Nah, it's too, it's too much work. Too much work. TikTok is, is I, I had to conform, you know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not a kid. Right. It's just too much work. I got to do it. I'm it's a businesswoman. I got you. you know, I got you. I got to make the food videos. But right. I'm also on YouTube. Okay. Okay. Chef KK. Okay. Um, I have a show coming out on BBC Three. Nice. Um, it's called Hungry For It. And uh, I'll be a, a mentor and a judge on a food competition show. Okay. Super cool. So nice. excited for that. That'll be out later this year. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you can just... Follow me on Instagram, and that'll keep you updated. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna make sure we get you back on the show. Before I let you go, though, I want you to go ahead and have some fun with this. Just do a little, just do a little. Hey, Raider okay. Nation, this is Chef KK. Just have some fun with it. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Chef KK, and you are listening to Raider Nation nine two zero. Raider Nation Radio nine two zero. Raider Nation Radio nine two zero. There you go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Chef KK with us here on uh, Radio Row, Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Appreciate you. Thank you. There it goes right there. That was Chef KK. That was a lot of fun. Good conversation with her. Coming up next, we'll kick off the next hour with Ryan Leaf. He's got the Bus Podcast. We're going to talk to him about that and a lot more on Radio Nation Radio 920.